Welcome to the Five Smooth Stones podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. The human body is amazing. Having studied physics in the university, I'm constantly amazed at the complexity and the fragile nature of the body. It amazes me that with all that complexity, my own body functions moment by moment throughout the day. There are at least 10 separate systems that make up a human body, muscular, nervous, endocrine, cardiovascular, lymphatic, respiratory, digestive, urinary, reproductive, and skeletal. Each one is amazingly complex and medical experts specialize within each one. Somehow, each of the systems works together with the others in a kind of beautiful harmony that is the human body. The body is a metaphor used by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12. It's often a New Testament expression of Christ's presence in this world through those he calls his own. Several books have been dedicated to this body theme, including the classic Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. It was written by Dr. Paul Brand and Philip Yancey. With the body metaphor in mind, I'd like to suggest that Bible truth is akin to the skeleton. It's the framework that connects all the elements of the body. As such, it's the core of the Christian life and the core of a transformational children's ministry. In early blogs, we've suggested that Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 contains five keys to a transformational children's ministry. Relationship, experience, truth, discussion, and response. We're in the middle of a look at how God uses these same five qualities with Jonah in his namesake book, the book of Jonah. Of these five, truth stands as the skeleton, as the fundamental core We're going to see that God's interactions with Jonah include all five elements and are all connected to and revolve around fundamental biblical truth. And we're going to focus today on two of the major biblical truths that lie at the center of the book. The first is the mercy of God. When God calls Jonah to preach a message of judgment in Nineveh, Jonah responds by trying to run and hide from God. His disobedience lies at the heart of the first chapter. God responds to Jonah by causing a great storm to threaten Jonah's transportation away from Nineveh. This storm appears to be designed to bring Jonah to his senses. God causes the natural calamity for the purpose of bringing Jonah to a place of repentance and then a commitment to to obey God. This is an act of mercy on God's part. God could have moved on to a more willing prophet and ended Jonah's career and or his life. In his great mercy, he allows Jonah a chance to turn around and obey God. Caught in the middle of the storm are the sailors aboard the ship, and they attempt to save themselves but end up throwing themselves on the mercy of God. And he responds to them in mercy by calming the storm after Jonah's departure from the ship. Given a merciful second chance, Jonah brings the message of imminent doom to Nineveh as he was originally called. The Ninevites are convicted of their wrongdoing and they throw themselves on God's mercy, we read in chapter 3. 
God relents from the threatened destruction and shows mercy to the entire city, including the repentant king. A great act of mercy to a people who had treated Israel so badly. And finally, Jonah responds to God's mercy in anger. He's bitterly upset over God showing love and mercy to those he despised. Again, rather than moving on to another prophet, God shows great patience and mercy towards Jonah. We can see that woven throughout the relationship, the experiential activities, the discussion, the response, is the central biblical truth that God is merciful. The central Bible truth that God is merciful is woven throughout his close relationship with Jonah, the experiential activities he gives to teach the prophet, the frank discussions he has with him, and the response he seeks from Jonah. God is merciful. And the second great truth is God and the nations. An equally important emphasis within the book on God's concern for Israel and their calling to be a blessing to the nations is evident. The initial calling of Jonah, although one of judgment, indicates God's concern for the Ninevites. God is aware and concerned by their sinfulness and is going to take appropriate action. Jonah fears them as Israel's arch enemy and therefore attempts to flee and leave them to their evil ways. God's concern, however, remains unswerving, and so the storm and the fish provide incentives for Jonah to submit to God. Jonah speaks the truth in 2.10 when he acknowledges that salvation comes from the Lord. Little did he know when he prayed that prayer that that would come true for even the Ninevites. When the Ninevites repent and call on God for mercy, God grants them just such grace. God's love for the Ninevites and the nations they represent stands at the heart of the book. This in contrast with an enraged Jonah who cannot believe that God would reveal his loving mercy and extend his grace to a heathen people. The book concludes with God's love for the nations, particularly Nineveh, in contrast with Jonah's indifference. God invites Jonah, and us for that matter, to join him in that concern. We're building the case that the book of Jonah is in some sense a great lesson for Jonah. As such, it has the five elements we've identified in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Relationship, experience, truth, discussion, and response. In two previous blogs, we've outlined the nature of the relationship as well as the experiential teaching methods used. In today's blog, we see that truth is at the very core of all five elements. The other four are fleshed out around that skeleton of truth. Every element is connected to and through the truth. Bible truth is the central element in a life-changing children's ministry. Every activity and lesson element springs up from the truth. Relationships are built around truth. Experiential activities are just activities without truth. 
Discussion is just chatting purposely, purposelessly. <laughs> Discussion is t- talking without purpose if there's no truth. And there's nothing to which we respond without the truth. This weekend, as you enter into your children's ministry, remember that Bible truth is the skeleton, the core of a life-changing ministry with boys and girls. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Five Smooth Stones podcast will be this same time next week. To learn more about life-changing children's ministry, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.